Welcome to Real Love Now with Pastor Don Allen, recorded live from the church at Warhill in Dawsonville, Georgia. And now, welcome to today's message. Amen. Amen. I want to bring you a very simple message this morning entitled Steps of Faith. Steps of of faith. It comes from a, a passage of scripture that, I, and I only chose just a small part of that out because as God was leading my heart in this message, and I'm going to give you several more scriptures, but it's 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 26. Very, very simple statement that he makes here. He says, So I run with purpose in every step. Everything that we're called to do is supposed to be with purpose. And so today, as we, as we talk about what God can do and we talk about what, what God is up to, I want you to understand that everything we do in God's house, sometimes we don't even understand all the reasons for it, but we do it because we see people doing it around us, but there is a purpose for that. And so today, example, uh, when somebody lifts their hands in God's house, how many of you, the first time you ever saw somebody lift their hand, you thought they had a question? Can I get an Amen. Yeah, they go, whoa, hallelujah. You're like, whoa, they're about to get attention over here. But what we don't understand is that the Bible teaches us that an act that causes God to be glorified, an act that blesses God occurs when we lift our hands before him and, and, and we say hallelujah and praise God and we declare who he is. The Bible says that act of surrender blesses him. Now, I know that confuses some people. Like, what does that have to do with anything? But here's what I understand. The Psalms are full of the part that say, lift up your hands, all you people. It tells us to lift our voices over and over again. So I've realized there's a purpose of surrender therein. And here's what I always say to myself. If Jesus would lift his hands up and have them nailed to a cross for me, why can't I throw my hands up and say, God, you're worthy and you're holy and you're good. Amen. And so when we think about these things, there's also some things in prayer that we're asking you to do. We're asking you to make some steps forward. And it's our goal as a church to lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And what that means is we don't want you just to find Jesus as your Savior. That's the initial starting point. But Jesus didn't save you to abandon you until one day you get to heaven. Jesus saved you so he can change your life here for the good. Amen. And so we want you growing. And to, in order to grow, it's one thing to serve God, but it's another thing to actually begin to take steps of faith forward that God can change your life through. Let me define that phrase, though, step of faith. I think sometimes we talk in ways people don't understand. Step of faith is when you know you are supposed to do something and you're not sure what the outcome will be, but you take the first step in that direction. And why do I say the first step in that direction? Because this I've come to realize. When I take a step in God's plan for my life, all it usually takes is about one step to realize that I'm in trouble unless he's there, but I also to help me realize that he is completely there and he's never failed me one time because every step in God's direction for your life lands you on a solid thing called faith. And it's essential. It's essential. And, you know, as we've been asking you to do these steps of faith, for the majority of our congregation, the little things that we've been inviting you to do through prayer, they're actually some big steps of faith. There's some big things because steps that, are, that require faith mean that you're going to have to reach to somewhere you've never been before. You're going to have to do something you've never done before. I mean, just talking to God, uh, it can be quite unnerving at first. Let's be honest about that. I mean, think about it. You're, you're, you looked at me like, Pastor, that's just you. I'm thankful to be at a church where we can just be true. 
We can be honest. And we can act like we've got it all together in prayer. But the truth is that talking to God, sometimes it's a difficult thing because here's the thing. Not only it it does not help you when you step out in prayer, but you find that your conversation is far too short and then you feel bad because you run out of stuff to say to God. Is that just me too? It can be quite confusing to us when we feel like a failure because we don't know what to say. And so the thing is, because we don't know what to say, we just don't say anything at all. But I want you to get the simple truth today. A short conversation with God is better than no conversation with God. Amen. You got to start somewhere. And we want to invite you and try to help you in that. We've given you all kinds of steps. And any one of those messages that we've preached during this time, you're welcome to have a free copy of all of those. You know, we don't, we don't just produce that uh, uh, just so that we can sit it out there and have it. We produce it so it can go into somebody's hands and they can, they can grow. And these people that run faithfully Grand Central, I celebrate them this morning. But they want you to grow in the maturity of Christ. And so they have those things ready for you. Get those. Take them. Take notes again. Hear it again. And see what God's doing. Amen. You know, I wish there was some magical pill or elective surgery or some kind of transplant that could automatically give you a prayer life. And we'd all line up for that one. You know, if we had some special anointing oil that caused you to be able to pray, everybody like, dab a little, a little dab will do it. Come on now, amen. (laughs) We would all want it, but that's not the way prayer is. But if you're in love with Jesus and you really love him with all your heart, you have everything you need to begin a prayer life. You just have to start exercising your prayer life. Amen. You see, people, they pray differently, and I get that. And, and one of the things that I've been seeing is Cindy talked about a prayer journal and what does that mean and, 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 and talked about uh, different people have talked about putting the prayers of scriptures on their wall and trying to figure all that out. We seem like, well, like everybody else knows something that we're afraid to ask the question for. What is that? What does that mean? Well, I want to give you an answer about why people need to bring prayer and the scripture together. You see, the Word of God describes a process of faith formation, one that centers around one central ingredient, and the central ingredient that will change your prayer life is the Word of God. You need to learn to pray the Word of God. You see, the Word of God will help us begin to become people of faith. Let me give it to you quickly, and then I'll come back to these. We must learn to hear the Word. Because when you hear the word, it initiates your faith. We must hear the word. We're going to come back to these. We must speak the word, which will activate your faith. And then we must do the word, which demonstrates your faith. Now, I want to come back to each one of those because they're so essential that we learn to bring prayer into our our Bible time and Bible into our prayer time. How do you hear the word and how does it initiate faith? Romans chapter 10, verse number 17 says this, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So there's only one place according to the Bible that you can become a person of faith and that's in God's word. It's the only place that you can really become who God's called you to be, and that's when you hear what God is saying, and you grab hold of that, and you hear what God has done. You know, as a believer, I've been reading uh, God's Word, but it's absolutely essential that all of us familiarize ourselves with God's Word. 
I've been reading this since I was 12 years old from cover to cover over and over and over again. And there's still days that I run across the scripture and I, I, I kind of get that, that look where you go, huh? You know what I'm talking Yeah, somebody did it really good over there. Amen. You know, there's those moments when you, you kind of just cock your head and say, I, I don't know if I get that. So I read it over and over and over again. But then there's those moments and hallelujah, glory to God. That scripture jumps out at me. I mean, the only way I can describe it, it's like the Krispy Kreme sign when it's on and it's red. And I realize my life's never going to be the same. Amen. It feels that way. I get that excited. When I see the word of God, I'm like, whoa, glory to God. Amen. I'm like, hallelujah. You know what? I'll be driving up through that road where the nearest Krispy Kreme is to here, and I'll start talking to my wife about it, and I'll be over there saying, I'll be, I'll be praying. I'll be praying, you can do it. 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 She's like, what are you doing? I said, there's a Krispy Kreme up there. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Amen. And all it takes from her is to say, I would like when I said, oh, who cares? Glory to God. We turn in. Amen. But would it not be that powerful if you saw the word of God and the word of God says that you are more than a conqueror and you see the struggle coming your way and you start quoting that, you say, oh, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. And you realize you can move forward because the word speaks faith to you. I want you to get a very simple truth. And if you miss everything else in this, you need to get this. You can't claim God's promises if you don't know God's promises. You can't claim them. I feel the Holy Spirit of God in what I'm saying to you, unless you know them. You see, we watched as I was growing up a praying church transform into a praising church. But I believe God's doing something in this last day hour that's bringing the power of prayer and the power of praise together to form mighty warriors for the glory of God. And God wants us to know how to be effective for his kingdom. God wants us to know how to bring both of those parts into our lives so that if you're singing about something, all of a sudden it triggers something you know you need to talk to God about. You know, I think I told you this last week, but what I've been determined in this prayer spot every morning is when my mind goes stray, that area gets prayer. Come on now, amen. If the devil tries to take me to a problem, his problem, because now I'm inviting God into the problem, amen. While we're worshiping or while we're, while we're reading the Bible, we see something, we say, God, you can do that today. You see, if we're supposed to obey God, then we must hear and do what God's word commands. But you must hear before you can do. To move our prayer from a duty to something that we see as essential in our lives, we're going to have to involve God's word. We must increase our exposure to God's word. We must make a daily time with God a priority in our lives because that's where the power of belief takes hold, and the process of true faith begins. When we say, okay, God, I'm going to make room for you every day. And I may not know everything to say, but God, I'll show up. And here's the beauty of it. He's going to show up also. And then we move to the next step, to where we have to speak the word. Because when we speak the word, it initiates, I mean, it activates our faith. When we speak the word, it activates our faith. You see, hearing is only the first step. If you just hear what is preached or just scan the pages of your Bible, then you're going to find yourself at a high level of frustration. Why? 
because you will know what needs to be done and you will feel like you're not progressing spiritually and you're going to be in danger of ending up in a place of routine that is extremely hard to get out of because you know and you know what should happen, but you just haven't brought it into reality in your life. I believe this one. I just feel the Holy Spirit of God just stop me while I was preaching that and say, some of you have been saying, God, how can I bring uh, what I've heard into reality into my life? This is the key. Start speaking it into reality into your life. God spoke the world into existence. The life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's time for you to begin to speak in faith and watch and see what God will do. I, I just feel this again this morning. I feel it with all of my heart. I, God just kind of pulled me aside from this for just a moment. I want you to get this. Some of you need to understand that things that you speak in private in faith are going to begin to change your public life and God's going to begin to move in public ways for you because you dared to believe him and speak it out in private. Amen. I feel that this morning. Somebody needs to get that. Somebody needs to understand. You see, you're going to keep going uh, sometimes when you just hear it. Uh, You're going to keep going because you love Christ, but the joy of following him begins to to subside. But there must become a time in your life when you say, I'm not just doing this because of commitment. I'm not just doing this because my small group's going to wonder where I am. I'm not just doing this because he loves me. I'm doing this because this really works. God has never let me down, and I'm going to believe him for what he said. If I can trust him for salvation, I can trust him for deliverance. I can trust him for victory in my life. Amen. And we've got to take those steps of faith. Now, when I said this in the first service, we had a dear brother sitting right over there where Mark's sitting, and, and, and this brother, he, he literally, he went, really? I want you to get this. I want, I'm looking to see what kind of responses I get today. I want to give you a step that's going to seem a little odd, but it's going to unleash the power of faith in your life. You ready for this? I want you all to become preachers. I got a couple of eyes rolled and a couple of you are like, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. <laughs> Amen. I want you to become a preacher. I know many of you are like, whoa, 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 but let me finish the thought. You need to become a preacher with an audience of one. And this one is someone that you talk to constantly, whether you're willing to publicly admit it or not. Amen. Why? Because I want you to begin to preach yourself the message of faith. When you begin to speak the word, it changes who you are. You see, speaking the word of God is like taking a car that is already turned on, but sitting in park and shifting it into drive. My God has a promise. My God has instruction for where you are. My God has direction for every area of your life. And when you hear it, you have a clear step toward your advancement if you're willing to speak that promise. It's the first uh, movement in walking into faith. Let me give you a verse that clarifies this and show you it's just not my opinion. Joshua chapter one, verse number eight. Notice very carefully the word here. Do not let this book of the law Depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. 
Then you will be prosperous and successful. Most of us would say, oh, I will keep your word in my heart, oh God, that I might not sin against you. We know that scripture. We, we quote that scripture. Lord, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God, it, it's something out here. But what the word says very clearly here, it says don't let it depart from your mouth because you need to become a people who begin to speak the word of truth. You need to begin to pray the word of truth because what it does, it takes a short conversation and it empowers it with the presence of God. And quite literally, it's almost like pouring gasoline in a motor that has run dry. When you don't know what else to say, start reminding God of his promises and start watching God showing up in your life. And then God changes who you are. Amen. How many of you know we serve a good God this morning? Amen. You've got to get this today. Much of what drives our lives are lies. Lies we hear from the devil, lies we've heard from others, lies that we tell ourselves. It drives our lives. But when we begin to bring the word of God into our prayer life, and I'm going to show you how to do that in just a moment, but we begin to bring the word of God into our prayer life, something begins to happen because the lies have to fall subject to the light and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness is repealed because of it. So when you begin to speak the light over your life, the lies begin to fade and truth begins to come forward. Would it not be amazing if the person who's listening to me now that's always believed they're a failure begin to hear the promise of God and begin to pray for he fearfully and wonderfully made you in your mother's womb. He destined you for hope and for a future and the lie subsides and the truth comes forth. Amen. That's what I feel this morning, that you begin to believe the truth today. I feel this. Here's some some verses that I pray over my own life. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23 says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. And here's the part that I pray so many mornings. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. Hallelujah. What a powerful verse. And I invite that into my prayer life because when I wake up, sometimes yesterday is still waiting for me in today. How many know what I'm talking about? I wake up to problems. I wake up to stress. I wake up to sins. And all of a sudden, I remember... No, I confess that. And his mercy is new every morning because he is faithful. And I begin to speak that into reality. And when the devil says, don't get up and don't go try, and I say, you don't understand, devil. It's a new day. It's a new day in Jesus, and he is faithful to fulfill his word, and I'm moving forward for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite verses, Psalms 19 and 14. And this verse just lights up my life. When you start thinking bad thoughts and you start getting angry with people or you you start thinking things that you know you shouldn't be thinking, I'll begin to quote this verse. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, my Lord, my strength and my redeemer. What does that do? It declares that God can change what's happening on the inside of me. Why? Because he's stronger than I am and he's the one that bought me with a Christ and he has the right to do it. Amen. Man, I feel this this morning. I started to apologize for being excited, but quite frankly, I'm not sorry. 
It's time for you to begin to find God's promises for your life. My goodness, I, 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 this is what I said in the first service. I didn't mean for it to come out quite as crude as it did. But I said, you said, I don't know any of God's promises. You can find out yesterday's scores in about three seconds on your phone. You can find the promises of God. Take the tool of the devil that he's using to destroy people and say, I need a promise about anger. I need a promise about deliverance. I need a, and watch it come up on your phone. Amen. Begin to quote that. Now here, this is going to give you real victory right here. I'm, I'm imagining some of you while I'm talking this right now. You need to begin to speak it. Now, you don't have to say it in your best preacher voice. But why not give it a try? Come on now. Amen. Woo. I'm telling you, it's time for some of you. You have whined yourself sad. You have whined yourself depressed. Why don't you preach yourself happy this morning? Amen. Get, find that voice. One day, you're going to figure this out. But when I'm in Africa preaching, people are like, why do you like to preach in Africa? Because it's a little different. Here, people are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, amen, pastor. Mm-hmm. Over there, they pull out their white handkerchiefs. They start going, preach, pastor, preach, pastor, preach, pastor. Come on, amen. I feel it. Come on. It's time for you to get so happy that you begin to declare, well, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Find yourself to the point that you preach so you have to say to yourself, oh, amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Why not? Why not? You beat yourself up enough. Why not begin to get to the point? Why? Why are you going to say amen and amen and amen? Because you're going to realize with me, when you begin to quote the word of God, it begins to happen in your life and your circumstances begin to change and you go, this thing does work. Glory to God. Hallelujah, glory. When I was hanging out with Dr. Walker, I said, Dr. Walker, does this mean I can have amen, amen, and amen? He said, son, it's yours. Uh, Somebody around here said, my thing is God. You need to learn, just mimic your pastor a little bit and say, God, I need to know where you are. Amen. Find your best preacher voice. Amen. Why? Stop believing the lies. Start speaking the truth. When you go to prayer and the devil's sitting there saying, he doesn't hear you, he doesn't hear you, I'd quote a word like I, I posted this week that says, I thank you that you are faithful to hear me when I cry, Lord Jesus. What does that do? It literally throws the lie back in the devil's face. Why? Because not only did you not stop praying, but you invited God into the situation and the truth broke through, amen. Why is this important? There are going to be spots in your life Amen. <laughs> Somebody give that boy a handkerchief. Glory to God. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. <laughs> I want all of you to not do that, but do that. Get it, get it. You see, <laughs> Mike's going to be facing tough times. And there are going to be spots around that no matter what Jennifer says, she can't encourage him. And he can't get to the pastor. And he can't, nobody's at the church. It's the dark of the night. And he doesn't want to just dial up any prayer line because he doesn't know what positive things are going to be confessed over him. But when he gets that, I want him to get so happy in Jesus that he ends up quoting so many scriptures, he just has to go, go preach, preach, Mike, preach, preach, Mike, preach. Why? Because he's got it on the inside of him. And when you don't know what else to say, why not begin to remind God of his promises? And when you begin to remind him of his promises, it's not like he's forgot them. He says, whoa, 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 as you quote them, your faith is rising up. And as your faith is rising up, I'm going to show up strong for you. Amen. Give him some praise. 
We better move on. Doing the word. So we hear it, then we speak it, and then it's time to do the word. Until you learn to speak it, more than likely you'll never really do it. James chapter 2, verse 17. In the same way, by faith itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. We have to begin to move forward in faith. And this is the word God gave me. We don't truly believe God's word until we act upon it. Until we're willing to take it from just hearing and say, God, I believe it. We don't really, we don't really believe it until we act upon it. Pastor, what does this have to do with my prayer life? When you begin to pray the word, it changes who you are. Let me give you an example. There has to be that moment in your life that you come to and you know what God has said. You speak it out as a reminder to him as it builds your faith. And here's the way I, I said, okay, God, your word says. And then I quote whatever that promise for that hour is. And I, I'm leaving that blank for you. What is his word saying over your life? So I am staking everything on your promise. Your word says this, and I'm staking it all on your promise. And then you step out and you let go of everything but God's word. If you've seen the movie War Room, and again, I, my mind has been blown by this. No one, no one sent me a thing that said, join us. Like every week, almost every day, I get something to do this back to church Sunday, do this movement, do, do this prayer, fasting times, all this stuff. Nobody did that. The Holy Spirit of God began to speak to my heart about calling this church to prayer. As I was traveling quite extensively this year, I spoke to pastors all over who said, Pastor, I'm having an unbelievable call to prayer. I've been blown away by how many churches have launched without anybody making a program 100 days of prayer right now going on. That shows the Holy Spirit of God. And then when I saw, before I ever heard of War Room, I saw the movie coming out. I said, God, it even bears witness again. You're calling your people to prayer. But I don't know if you that have seen that movie, and it won't really ruin the movie for you, but for those who, who, who have seen it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. The moment, and if you have it, you need to. You need to support good godly entertainment. But the moment that the man walks in before his boss and he says this, and listen to me carefully, he says, I know it might cost me everything, but I'm going to do the right thing. He said, I confess what I did was wrong. I've made a mistake. And you can do whatever you feel is right, but God has changed my life, and this is what I must do. See, that's stepping out on faith. That's a new step of faith. That changes your life when you say, I know I could do it this way, but I'm going to do it this way, God's way. It's when you realize that just because your circumstances don't look good, it does not change his commandments. His commandments were sent to change your circumstances and not your circumstances to change his commandments. And God wants to change who you are. God wants to help you become. You know, I just want to follow the Holy Spirit today, and this is not in my notes, but I just really feel this today. I want to just illustrate what I'm trying to teach you today. And some of you, this will seem so simple, but others, I want you to learn what it's like to pray, bringing the promises of God into place in your life. 
Father, as I just want to be an example for these, I'm reminded of the prayer that I have to pray so many days. I'm reminded that many times before I can say your, your mercies are new every morning, I pray this verse. I pray this prayer. God, your word says that if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. God, I failed you again. I've messed up again. And I don't deserve it. But thank you for your grace. And thank you for this promise that as I confess this area, not, Lord, just so I can feel better, but so that I can be made right with you, you are faithful to forgive me. I accept your forgiveness based on your promise. In Jesus' name, amen. And listen to me. The greatest sermons that you will ever preach the greatest witness that you will ever bear will not happen behind a pulpit. It will happen on your knees. It will happen when you proclaim the word of God, not worried about who will hear it and who will know your past and who will know what you've done, but worried more about, God, I want this truth in my life and I want you more than anything. When you begin to preach yourself a message, when some of you will preach, and I feel this rising up in my heart, somebody needs to get this. Somebody who's going to preach this message to yourself. God, the call is without repentance, and I know you called me, and I know I made mistakes, but I thank you, God, you're not through with me yet. Some of you will join the prayer that I pray. You're going to pray this kind of prayer right here. You're going to go, God, your word says that the Philippian jailer and his entire household came to know you. God, I thank you, God, that this promise also comes into my life, that my entire family, Lord, that though some may not know where they're headed, some may not know what they're doing, my entire family is going to come to know you, God, because I believe your promise. I just feel the whole, this is not in my notes. This is what I feel from God. Somebody needs to pray this prayer right here. God, your word says that if I honor you and in the meekness of my spirit, that you will help my spouse that doesn't know you to come to know you, God. Help make me who you want me to be so they can become who you've called them to be. It's that simple. We don't have to know everybody else's words, but you have to know his word. You've got to know God's word if you want to make a difference in prayer. Would you stand with me today? When you begin to pray God's word, you're going to notice that your outlook will become more clear because you will learn to see your circumstances in light of God's word, in light of God's commands. Scripture will cause emotions to settle and strength to arise. Just bow your heads with me in this place. And the things that have sent you spinning... The things that have messed up your world will no longer hold you back because you're going to take steps of faith that are going to change everything. I'm not inviting you this morning on a journey to see what will happen. I'm a man who has been marked by prayer. God has spoken words 
that have required every ounce of faith that I could have ever imagined. But he has never failed me once. I'm walking right now on steps of faith, leading you in steps of faith, things that God bore uh, into my spirit, put into my spirit during prayer. God's changing some of your lives. God's called you to be different. God's calling you out of the routine and he's calling you out of the frustration of not only knowing and the first step's gonna begin speaking. I'm gonna pray for everyone in this room that would say, honestly, Pastor, I'm surrendering my prayer life to God because I need to grow in my prayer life. I wanna see your hand if that's you. Overwhelming majority of people in this place. Father God, we stand corporately as a body. We believe your promises. We believe your word. We believe your truth. And we ask you today by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the victory that comes through Jesus Christ. My goodness, I feel you, Holy Spirit. Somebody that's hands up, God wants you to know he's heard your cry concerning your grandfather. He's heard your cry. Get ready to see what God's going to do. God's heard your cry considering, concerning your children. God knows concerning that niece. God, God knows concerning that family member. God's working for you because your prayers are not to no, uh, no avail, that your prayers are to avail much in the power of God. God wants you to know that as you begin to speak his word and his promises, God's going to fulfill them for you. I just feel this jumping up in my heart right now. I'm still praying over you. I just felt that, that gift from God that somebody needs to understand that husband, that righteous husband that you've been praying for. As you seek God's face and grow in your strength in God, God's preparing them and there's going to be a, a life for you like you could have never imagined. They're not only going to love you, they're going to love your child the way they're supposed to. Love your family the way they're supposed to. And they're going to lead you in the things of God. Don't back down. I feel God. I feel God. God has heard your cry. God is faithful. God is just. God is good. Father, help us today. Would you just put your hands down quickly with every head bowed for just a moment more. Somebody here today, you say, Pastor Don, I don't know if God even knows where I am. I don't know that if he loves me because I've never really surrendered my heart to him. And today, I would, I'm ready. I'm ready to give him my entire life. I want to know Jesus as my Savior. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you any more than any of these others that raised their hand today. But if that's you today, I want to pray for you so that you can surrender your life to Jesus Christ. With everyone praying all around, if you're here today and you say, this is my day, to know Jesus, I want you to put your hand in the, as high up in the air as you can right now. Hold it up high. Thank you. Are there? Uh, thank you. Are there others? Thank you. There, there's three, four. Are there others today making things right with Jesus Christ? Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Thank you. Are there others today? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you just join hands with someone near you? People all over this place making things right with Jesus Christ today. Let's pray the prayer of faith. The Bible says the promise that we're going to pray. That is, that is if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead, that we would be changed for all eternity. We're going to pray this prayer as a starting point for their first step of faith that's going to change them forever. Let's pray this prayer together today in Jesus' name. Jesus, by faith, we believe your promises. In Jesus' name, Father, forgive us of our sins. 
You see our past, our present, and our future. We give it all to you. Change who we are. We are in need of a Savior. And he came to us. He died for us. He has risen for us. And his name is Jesus. Father, forgive us by faith. From this moment on, we will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God is our Father. Heaven is our home. We are born again. Amen and amen. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Real Love Now. If you receive ministry today, please consider partnering with us or to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit DawnAllen.org.